look out, do-gooders. I hope you brought rubbers because the storm is coming. It's another episode of Full Metal Analysts. He Welcome means to our coats. show. He means where free riders analyze each and every episode of Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. I'm Michelle. I'm Arthur. And I'm Mike. And our guest today is a friend of the pod, a voice actor. Please welcome to the show, David Ringo Jr. Hey, I know Back. him. Uh, I know him. I know him. <laughs> he is not an unknown. That is a mistake. <laughs> he at least is known by himself. And isn't that what we're all striving for? Yeah. Know thyself. Don't you think it would be fun if someone were watching, like, Phineas and Ferb in the credits roll, and they're like, oh my god, like, from Full Metal Analyst. <laughs> <laughs> That would be amazing. <laughs> if that ever happens, <laughs> I'd be Wait, so happy. That guest? If that's place verb? Well, thanks for having me back, guys. I, I <laughs> no, always thanks for coming back. <laughs> we love to have people back, especially when they're funny and great like you. So yeah. And this week's episode is The Adult's Way of Life. It was directed by Hiroshi Ikehara, who directed six episodes total, including The Northern Wall of Briggs, Doorway of Darkness, and more. This is his last episode of the series, so sound out the cannon. Salute. And it was written by Michihiro Tsuchihia, who wrote 15 episodes total, including Combined Strengths, Upheaval in Central, The First Homunculus, and more. This is also his last episode, so sound out the cannon. Thank God. Salute to their work. Before you say anything, guys, it's the moment in the podcast where one of us will do a 21 second improvised recap, and that person will be decided by the roll of a dice. If it lands on one, it's me. If it lands on two, it's Arthur. If it lands on three, it's Mike. If it lands on four, it's our guest, David. Let's roll the dice. Please don't let it land on me. Three, three, three. Please. Oh, Oh, it is you, Uh, buddy. It hasn't been me for a while. (laughs) All right. Okay. Somebody calm me down. Three, two, one. Olivia and Slav, they, uh, Olivia and Armstrong, they can't kill the Slav, but then Izumi comes in and then she kills Slav and it's great. And Sig and Armstrong have a handshake and then they all think they won, yay, but then the fear shows up and it's like actually they didn't want it. And Father and Hohenheim are talking on the ground and Ed and Roy and the others are also walking on the ground. Wow. Few seconds good. to spare. Well, Perfect. but they, it's just riddled with inaccuracies, though. So that's yeah. the problem. Is it? Is you just you're full of lies. Well, I mean, I got I got one thing wrong, which is I said Olivia and it's out and of Sloth. order. Well, and you said Azumi killed Sloth. I mean, she contributed. I but... put the important part first. <laughs> All but right. But I did forget. There's one thing I forgot, and it's really important because the episode told me that he was an important character, and that's Carly. Oh, I um, Carly, the radio guy who for some reason got a whole freaking like. This is not about Carly, but it's just so funny to me. Like, this shows how little the show cares about Sloth, that Sloth died this episode. And they gave a title card to Carly, the, <laughs> the radio guy who's in it for one scene. When Sloth dies, though, right? I'm bringing it back, guys. Here comes the Sloth impression again. Yeah. Woo. And he's just like, Oh, it's so hard to die. But. It's also really hard to be alive. And it's like uh, such an Eeyore moment where you're like, yeah. oh, you poor thing. Do you need me to help you find your tail? Yeah, I did feel sad. It's hard to die and hard to be alive and like hard to even like think about what death means. <laughs> <laughs> well, now that, that I can get on board with that. Like I just avoid those conversations internally. Yeah, yeah. yeah. existence is tough. Existence is not easy. It's like, yeah. you know, you know, but he asked for it or maybe they did. I don't know. But, but oh my how god! How died? Oh my! Was... Yeah, sorry, Arthur, go ahead. <laughs> no, oh my god, what? <laughs> I just got really excited because 
the arms the strong, guys. The strong guy team up was like, uh, best I moment. I couldn't stop like smiling and laughing and being like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that manly man music. Oh my God. They're like, like I have pecs. You have pecs. Yeah. The, you know, like let's, yeah, let's do it. And they did it. <laughs> Let us do the manly bosom bounce. <laughs> Amazing. The meeting of the strong guys is the best thing. <laughs> It was an incredible yep. moment. It was a five-star moment. Five-star <laughs> moment? Five stars. Well, <laughs> I disagree. Oh, my God. <sighs> oh, my God. We should have a segment called Michelle Reigns on My Parade. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. Why do you disagree about this? I just snorted from the... <laughs> Well, no, I don't. I, I, like like thunderclouds. I disagree. I, really, I, I literally just. You got to do it like like a, a monk chant though, or something like. I disagree. <laughs> I disagree just a little bit. Okay. I think it's funny too, and I think it's great. It's a strength, but also a weakness of the show, that this could only really happen with sloth dying because nobody really cared about him and so when he dies we're okay that his death is being overshadowed by this funny moment because it's like Aww. not a lot was lost you know i think it's funny but i also think that film alchemist sometimes sacrifices a lot of um many of its characters in exchange for like funny moments well but isn't that isn't that a little bit of like a just a stylistic choice though to have at least a couple of the characters in the show be that light thing if they had decided to have everybody only have serious and real moments, then it would be a different show. I, I think you lose a lot of the charm of the show. I think it is a stylistic choice, but at the same time, they do have characters who are serious time, and funny. I don't like it. Well, <laughs> no, 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 no. But they do have characters who are serious and funny. Like what I yeah, like. Yeah, but you get to run on a whole different track if you've got additional characters who are goofy funny. It's a whole different type of audience accessibility. I think there's room for everything here. It sometimes can be a little tonally weird, but it didn't feel that way for me in this case. The thing I like about these guys is that they're both clearly the strongest, buffest, most manly men, you know, <laughs> on the side of good, right? I guess you could say. Mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. they're also like extremely kind, extremely nurturing people who are mm -hmm. known for like taking care of and not doing harm to people unless they really deserve it, you know? And I think they're both like just awesome dudes who are like immediately recognized each other's like awesome vibe and we're like i'm awesome you're awesome yeah. i'm nurturing you're nurturing i'm strong you're strong let's kill evil together and it was like strong yes. and nice it worked yeah. for me it worked for me i thought it was great it worked so good yeah i hope people walk away thinking of those people as as heroes because i think they are <laughs> sure sloth could be better but i think it literally has zero effect on this meeting of the two strong guys. But that's why I it think works it would so be really well. funny but even if we did know Sloth really well. No, but yeah, I feel like if if we if Sloth were like a better villain, that moment would be actually kind of jarring and weird because like instead we'd be more concerned about the fall of the villain, but because we don't have such a crazy villain to take down. He's just an obstacle. I kind of yeah, of course Sloth is just an obstacle. So when, you're agreeing with me. No, you're agreeing with me. No, you're agreeing with me, Mike. No, you! <laughs> well, I have to ask, though. You don't think that there is potential in that sort of, like, 
if we really did care about Sloth and he dies, and then we get the man love booby dance, mm-hmm. isn't there something appealing to the whiplash nature of that comedy too? Sometimes can't laughter through tears be the most effective laughter? Of course. Like, isn't there equal potential that if we had cared about him, that this moment would have been even funnier? Uh, That's what I said. I, no, no, wait, wait, no, no, guys. That is not what I'm saying. I actually no. I actually think that the reason that Sloth that the because Sloth it doesn't really matter. You know, like narratively that much that he gets killed. He's just an obstacle. He's not a huge character in the story. That's why I feel you can actually have fun and play around at this moment, and it's not totally jarring. It's fun. It's exciting because yeah, booby time, man, booby time, and then they kill a, an obstacle. It's great. That wouldn't work so well if you were taking out someone who had like a lot of narrative weight and was super important. Then it would be totally weird that they did it that way. Wait, but Mike, you just said, uh, whatever. Who cares? <laughs> Life's too short to be spent arguing about sloth. I really love the way teacher showed up. It's so controversial. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I love the teacher. This is a very small moment, but when teacher enters by creating a giant fist that punches someone like through a wall and then a little door opens in the fist and yes. then a bunch of bodies fall out and then she yes. steps out it was like such a great it was like one of the best visual gags of the show to me like, in her delightful visual. bathroom slippers she's so cool. noticed. she's That's so cool. really funny about that i thought that like ed did the whole fist thing because he learned it from izumi i was like he learned it from her that's why whenever he transmutes something it's a fist right y'all noticed that right yeah oh, that's cool but then this episode father does the fist thing too and i was like do all alchemists just like doing fists i think <laughs> it's like that intuitive. Be your natural impulse <laughs> yeah it's like intuitive like it's easy to control because you know it how to control cool, you know it makes sense to me like you would be like easy to like you know how to move your fists so you you made a large fist you would understand intuitively where to how the energy works it's better than using a penis yeah <laughs> yeah it is there is like a, there that, is an alchemist who does such that. an annoying visual <laughs> yeah there's tim the penis alchemist <laughs> we don't we don't invite him tim come on tim. you're a dog of the yeah you just suck actually tim the bronze <laughs> penis alchemist carry down the family through history the bronze <laughs> penis technique is unstoppable <laughs> <laughs> Downtown, a 300-car pileup happened when a giant penis <laughs> exploded through the ground in the middle of an intersection. I'm sorry I took us down that road. <laughs> I'm imagining Michelle with, like, his forehead in his hand, just shaking his head from <laughs> side to side right now. What? what has happened? What has happened to this podcast? Is going oh, I, 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 I for a bronze would, penis joke. That's what I, he's doing. I would, I would yeah. absolutely be jumping no, on Mich- this Michelle joke is looking at this, nodding vigorously with his mouth open, smiling. Yeah, he's like, <laughs> it's not Does this a, sound like an old Jack Black movie. It's not a taboo. It's not taboo. It's not. It's not forbidden. It's just frowned upon. I want you to just destroy the tattoo on my back. No, no one will ever <laughs> learn the secrets of penis alchemy again. <laughs> There's only one way. Never. <laughs> But yeah, Tim, the penis alchemist. Yeah, he he does penises and surfaces. <laughs> uh, I, I mean, you have to say it. Uh, oh no, I'm not going to say it. <laughs> say what? I'll say it. <laughs> Do you mind? Go for it. Ergo just in the chat posted the word uh, alcock me. Oh. <laughs> oh. So. That's what they call it. In, that's what they call it in the in the South or something, right? Yeah. <laughs> that's he, doesn't, he didn't say it, so there's no no ramifications. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> 
that one that one hit me like a fist. Yeah, because I certainly don't have a sample a bronze uh, on fist. the older episodes of what the fuck was that. Right. So, uh, we still use that one. We still use that one frequently. <laughs> it's it's a good it's a good transition mechanism. Nice. Let's use it now. What the fuck was that? <laughs> nice. Let's do a headcanon for Carly's story. Like, who is Carly? Where did he Who's come Carly from? Who's Carly again? Arthur, how do you not know Carly? He ha yes, he had a whole title card for himself. Oh, yeah, he did. Okay, yeah. Let's do a headcanon. Headcanon. I think he always wanted to be a dancer. Aww. But his but his, his dad was like, no, you have to go to radio school. Son, I it was his my weak ankles, father was I think. a radio host and his father <laughs> before him. I think he had a show called iCarly where he talked about <laughs> I think you could do this and it could be funny, like, Father, I would really like to be a dancer. But son, you're meant to be on the radio. I don't know what you mean, father. Oh, <laughs> time to warm up the old moneymaker. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's just, it's undeniable. He finally gives in to his given gifts. Son, your legs are weak and flabby, and your voice, well. Time for a lucrative career in radio, where you'll make hundreds of dollars. <laughs> but father, no one wants an announcer voice anymore. <laughs> you'll make tens and tens of dollars. <laughs> It's so true. Interestingly enough, his name is K-A-R-L-E-Y, but in the credits, it's misspelled as C-A-R-L-Y and C-U-R-L-Y. Curly. It all has to do with his SAG card and, and like some, the name is already, <laughs> already had his name. Yeah. 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 It happens a lot, actually. That's like Nathan Lane's name, I think, is supposed to be Joe Lane, but he was like, no, I guess I'll be Nathan. I miss announcer voices. I think we need more. Yeah, I miss announcer voices, too. I miss those. Yeah, because now every ad is like, hey, this is your best friend. Anyway, let me talk to you about HelloFresh. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Have you had a beer lately? I haven't had a beer for a while. Would you like to grab a beer with me? I can't really grab a beer with you because I live in the TV, but man, it sure would be nice if we could get together, huh? <laughs> Buying beer is like, it's like having a friend, isn't it? Did you ever used to go to the grocery store? <laughs> Me too. I don't anymore. I don't think a lot of people are right now, but man, those workers are great, huh? Come to Albertsons. <laughs> <laughs> now, before we keep talking about Fullmetal Alchemist, we do have to say, now, nowadays, I'm dealing a lot with my hair loss, and that's why I use Keeps. <laughs> <laughs> have you, you have you guys done any like sponsor ads? God, for, for I the wish podcast it, yet? I, we haven't done any, but we I really do have want a, to do one. We do have a small sponsorship with Disney Plus. Yeah, because we mentioned the, their show so freaking much. <laughs> wow! All right, we're paid by Netflix to badmouth Disney Plus. Yeah, Disney Plus. <laughs> yet, let us pause things by pressing the goddamn spacebar. I so will hard? not say anything seriously uh, disparaging to my mouse friend. You can watch Phineas and Ferb and Candace versus the third dimension. What's it called again? Sorry. Candace against the universe. Candace yeah, against the, the universe. The second dimension was an earlier movie, so good good on you. Who are we talking about? Carly? Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, Armstrong will never leave the battlefield in disgrace again. Like, that, that was his thing. I was wondering if you guys had any thoughts about that. We talked about it a little bit last week. I don't think he's no, like ever that. left in disgrace, in my opinion. Of course it is. Yeah, because he left because he like couldn't 
handle killing civilians, you know? Yeah, he's a hero. He's a real hero. So it's really just public perception or military perception disgrace, not actual right. decent human disgrace. It probably doesn't help that his sister has been bad-mouthing him for a while, right? Essentially, she's been doing that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, she doesn't strike me as someone who cares much <laughs> about... Like, Ethics? Yeah, you know... I had to do it. I, I found a way to justify it. Like, I know that she is ultimately a good person. Yeah. Like, my first thought was to agree with Emma last episode when she was like, it doesn't ring true that, like, he's being redeemed in this part when he doesn't actually need redemption for not killing civilians. And I agree with that. But I think that from the character's point of view he actually does feel guilty about having that conscience. I also think it's not about redeeming in the eyes of the military. It's about redeeming it in the eyes of his sister too, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, there is an interpretation you could take that Olivier is disappointed in Alex, not because he left the military, but because he didn't do anything to stop the genocide. He just left. That's you know? possible. Yeah. But she, yeah. she didn't do anything either. She was all the way off. In well, the there's, there's potential about uh, redirection, redirecting or misdirecting her own guilt. Like, if she places frustration on him because she saw what he did that she wasn't able to do, you know, the ways that we interpret our frustrations or our personal internal guilt are, oh, God, there's just a rainbow of options, right? Mm. I'm going to redeem myself this episode by citing Shakespeare. It reminds me of uh, Coriolanus, because Coriolanus, the, it's about the soldier. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Mike. <laughs> so Coriolanus is a play about basically soldiers and all that. It's like a legendary Roman leader, Coriolanus. There's this speech. I wish I remember the name, but it's basically this speech where Coriolanus is yelling at the public, at like the people. And he's talking about how he doesn't like the people and all that. Like the people don't understand him because he, they haven't been to war. of unburied men that do corrupt my air. I banish you. That speech reminds me a lot of Olivier. It just feels like she's somebody who she adopted this way of thinking and she's incapable of seeing out of it. She she can only see through that lens no matter what she does, you know? She can only see the lens of Coriolanus. It's a serious play, Mike. What are you <laughs> Yeah. Let's talk about the Fuhrer. He's here. I feel like that had to be super whiplash moment for those soldiers, right? Because they're like, yeah, we did it. Woo! Oh, crap. Hello. <laughs> yeah. Hi, I'm back. <laughs> it ruins the whole plan, really, <laughs> you know, to win the hearts and mm -hmm. minds of the people. And he's got the loudspeaker on, which is not good. This is what you get when you celebrate. Here's my lesson, kids. Never celebrate anything because you never know when fate has karma waiting for you. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Who hurt wow. you? <laughs> Be ready for disappointment always. He's going to kill. Like, he's not an army of, of homunculi. He is one badass homunculi that I've never seen lose a fight. Like, he is going to mess them up. He's going to fuck everything up. I generally do not remember how this uh, plot ends. Uh, but genuine... I want to make a bet with you. Okay. Do you think some uh, another character will show up out of nowhere to defeat the fear? No. I think they will. 
Unless I generally do not if remember. If they do, I, I hope it's Pride, but I don't think that anyone will do it. No, I think that that the Fury is gonna fuck shit up for the for our heroes. They're gonna get fucked by this guy because right now they're winning. Everything is going really well, and now we have like this invincible fighter guy who's just come back, who's like ruining their plans. And I I fully expect him to derail everything and, and for things well, to get yeah, really dark. Well, yeah, that's what happens until Green Lantern shows up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> until Tim shows up. There's a funny parallel, right? Because they both construct things, the alchemists and Green Lantern. I think they could have a crossover. I'm just saying. How do you think he got back? Like the lanterns are really just like some kind of weird <laughs> soul stones. Oh, how do you get back? He walked. He walked. The, the yeah, fury? But my yeah. question was, is like, where did he, he pro- definitely his clothes blew off of him in that explosion. So it's like, <laughs> did he like kill a soldier and take their pants? You know what I mean? And stuff. Heelys. Or... He used Heelys for sure. <laughs> yeah. He definitely he walked. He his way he, he, all the way back. He landed in that tunnel or not tunnel, the canyon or whatever it was and was like, okay, I'm pissed. <laughs> Dust himself off. <laughs> yeah, I'm pissed now. Starts a, a light jog back to central. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, I can imagine that people probably if he shows up and he's like the Fuhrer, you just give him whatever he wants, right? I suppose so. I don't know. I, don't, I, I guess so. You don't want to get Mike. in trouble. I, you know. Is that what you would do, Mike? Me? No. Me, I would, you know, I would, you know, like what? Wait, give me a situ- scenario. I'll tell you exactly what I would do. Hello there. Hi, Mike. Please give me your pants, uh, <laughs> sir. You know you're supposed to be dead, and how do I know it's really you? That's no way to talk to the leader of your country, soldier. Oh man, you're right. Here, here's my pants. <laughs> <laughs> well, Michael, have you written anything lately? Oh jeez, <laughs> get out of me! Get off of me! <laughs> Leave me alone! <laughs> Everyone needs to be accountable to someone, Michael. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which reminds me, Mike! Yes, yes? You're not only getting back to work, you're getting back into the field because it's now time for you to do the Mikey at the Bat! Yeah! Oh, we're skipping panda talk? Oh, there's no panda in this episode, David. Uh, David, well, come on! I thought, you could, I thought you could get it in there. Well, you know, listen, because you David, got it why? in there, whenever we have a <laughs> guest who mentions panda talk, we always have a special segment of... Panda talk. Panda talk. I, I almost got away. <laughs> I almost got away, David. Why did you do this to me? Oh, All right, let's talk I about am. it. Yeah, it's like Beetlejuice. Yeah. It just happens. So how are you feeling? Like, where are you at with the panda these days? Because these days I'm a little, I feel like the panda is getting a really disserviced by the, everything going on. I feel like we, I, I really wanted the last moment for Envy to be a worm Envy panda showdown thing. Didn't get that, but that's okay. You know, like tiny, lovely little beast. Wish there was more. Tiny, lovely beast. They're off the endangered species list. Where? Oh, hey, really? Yeah, that's what I read. I don't Ooh. know. I, well, I read that the other day in a thing, but you know how you Are know, they still like, threatened? did I really look into it? Like I didn't. Oh, yeah. I'll be on. Mm. Let's like let's check it out. Let's check it out. Pandas. Let's know. Let's actually. Yeah, giant pandas are no longer endangered <laughs> thanks to conservation efforts. Hey, that's great news. That's something. That well, is something. Uh, well, sadly, that doesn't really help us for panda talk though, because of she's um, a tiny, tiny, little, pandas. Yeah, tiny pandas. Yeah, tiny pandas. Right, are relatively Those are still. They're extinct. More rare. Yeah, hard to find one. Where's the panda? And now it's time for everyone's favorite segment. Mikey at the bed. <laughs> <laughs> This is the moment of the podcast where Mike has to guess what happens in next week's episode based only on the title and the thumbnail. Mike, this is going to be super hard for you, but can you please describe to us the thumbnail for next week's episode, The Return of the Fuhrer? 
<laughs> I wonder what it is. All right. So you got the Fuhrer looking pissed with clouds and a you know blue sky behind him, and he's just looking up. Pretty much told you what my prediction is. You know, a little early by accident. Like I think he's gonna go in there and he's gonna mess everybody up. I think it's gonna be a huge problem. I think the soldiers are not gonna know what to do, and a lot of them are gonna turn on his side. Maybe most of them. I think it's just gonna be really bad for our heroes and it's going to put them in a very compromised bad situation but don't worry fear not i think this is going to resolve happily because this is one of those stories where good triumphs over evil i think now that mike has given his prediction it's time for us to greatest episode on a scale from one to five stars i'm gonna get things started and say four stars i thought it was pretty good four as well Four stars, enthusiastic. I'm going to go three. <gasps> well, wait a second. What? It could be because I've been out of it for a while and I didn't like watch the surrounding episodes. But as a standalone, I'm going to say three. No garden of positivity today, Arthur? No. I was not negative enough for you? That's a four star episode, you know? I feel like we're, <laughs> we're okay. The garden is closed for the moment while they install better security measures. Okay. And now we've reached the end of this week's episode of Full Metal Analysts. I'd like to take this moment to thank our guest, David Arrigo Jr. for coming. Thank you, David. Always a pleasure to have you here. Of course. Of course. Can I plug something before I run away? Absolutely. Plug everything you want. All right. Well, I we just had a show come out on Netflix called Ridley Jones, and it is very much for a different audience than Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. It's, it's a preschool show that was created by a woman named Chris Nee, who also created Doc McStuffins and Vampirina. So if you have any preschoolers at home or or you have any little nephews, nieces, cousins, whatever, have them check our show out on Netflix. It is a blast. I play Dudley the Dodo, and he sounds like this, and he's a delight, and I love him very much. <laughs> yeah, That's great. So kind of like a... Um... What's his name? Um, it's a little bit like an Edwin. Yes, but an Edwin, Edwin would be like this, <laughs> yeah, and yeah. he would have a lisp. And that's sort of where I started, but we took it out um, in the callback phases. I love Edwin voices. If I could ever do something, if I ever got like a million dollars, I would do an Edwin redub of Fullmetal Alchemist. Just everyone sounds like <laughs> Edwin. <laughs> have you seen me, brother? I'm a suit of armor. I am a suit of actual armor. Alphonse, <laughs> you have to stay away from the gate and stay with us. <laughs> this is an unforgivable sin of alchemy. <laughs> it is. <laughs> I actually want to make this happen. Some people would call it a taboo. And before you go, David, can you please do your best? Full Metal Alchemist. Full Metal Alchemist. Now do it in the Dota voice. Full Metal Alchemist? I oh, <laughs> What is that? And if you don't want to get lost inside the wonderful world of Mestris, <laughs> don't forget to follow us on Twitter at FM Analysts. Yes! Twitter.com slash FM Analysts. Subscribe to us on Spotify, iTunes, or wherever you get your podcasts. If possible, leave us a review or recommend the show to a friend. We'd like to thank Sarah Lerner for managing our Tumblr. You can check that out at fullmetal-analyst.tumblr.com. But watch out, there are spoilers there. We'd also like to thank Camilla Franklin for doing our podcast art. You can check out more of her work by following her on Instagram, at Camillustrator. If you like this episode and would like to hear more, why not subscribe to our Patreon? For just $2, you receive extended versions of each episode a week early. That's right, you can listen to next week's episode right now by going to patreon.com slash fmanalysts. That'll be all for now. We'll see you next time on Full Metal Analysts. Until then, stay frosty, everyone. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. See you later. <laughs> <laughs>